Welcome to a special edition of Truth and Charity. We are in our share and so we are pre-recording this because, Bishop, you'll be traveling during our share but thank you for joining us for this fundraiser. You're welcome. Good to be here. So uh, just real quick, we've got people, volunteers, ready to take your phone call. If you'd like to make a pledge, make a donation, you can call 260-436-9598. If you don't want to pick up your phone while you're listening to the radio because you don't want to miss anything, you could just text the word GIVE to 260-436-9598. And of course, at any time, you can donate online, RedeemerRadio.com, click Give Now. Gifts are tax deductible. You could make a one-time donation or a monthly donation. Either way, helps us out. We're doing a a special right now. We've got, if you donate $120, we've got a t-shirt that says Made for Greatness, which maybe we can get into that a little bit, a quote often attributed to Pope Benedict XVI. The world promises you comfort, but you're not made for comfort. You're made for greatness. So maybe we could chat about that a little bit. Uh, Also, if you'd like to sponsor an episode of Truth and Charity for $500, you could sponsor one episode or $1,000. You could sponsor two episodes and we can mention your name at the beginning of an episode or if you want to donate in honor of somebody. In the past, we've had people honor a ministry that they are are a part of or want to give a little shout out to. So again, the number is 260-436-9598. Call that text it or go to RedeemerRadio.com for your donation. But Bishop, you have supported Redeemer Radio over the years in many different ways. Uh, We're not part of the diocese as far as diocesan employees or part of the Bishop's Appeal or anything like that, but you've participated in our fundraisers with Bocce and share You've, of course, collaborated with us on the show, Truth and Charity. Why? Why is this something that you feel like you want to give some of your valuable time. There's so many different things that you could be doing. Why, why is Redeemer Radio important to you? Well, first of all, I think there's great programming. And, um, you know, and I like the, the programming that Redeemer Radio has because of it. It's giving good news, good, accurate information about what's going on in the church and good doctrine, clear reflections of the moral teachings of the church as well as, as, well as the dogmatic teachings. So I think it's great because so many people learn about the Catholic faith through Redeemer Radio and many people who aren't Catholic. I also appreciate the local dimension very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gives me a, a, a way to to teach as a bishop. I teach all the time in homilies and giving talks and speeches. But the weekly radio show, Truth and Charity, I get to teach a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the questions that are asked about Scripture, about various teachings of the church or things that are going on in the world today in the light of our faith. I mean, and it's a way for me to kind of teach what's on people's minds, mm-hmm. uh, questions that people might have. And then besides my program, there are other local programs that I think are great too, which I, you know, so even though Redeemer Radio has national programming, it also has very good local programming, which really helps uh, our local diocese. It promotes, for example, participation in different diocesan programs and and, and diocesan events, mm-hmm. or par- even on parish- parishes too, so in our Catholic schools. So I'm really grateful for Redeemer Radio. And I'm glad, because when I came here, it was just on the Fort Wayne side of the diocese, and I really um, pushed that we would have it throughout the whole diocese, the South Bend side as well. And, you know, several years ago that happened, so now we have the whole diocese can listen. Yeah. 
and, and people can stream online anywhere. And a lot of the shows are available. Well, all of our shows are available as a podcast. And we've got people li- listening all over the country, all over the world. And so I think we're really blessed in this diocese with a lot of really great minds and, and creative people that are able to share that not just within our diocese, but I think we're having an impact even broader than that internationally even. Yeah, I have friends in England, Spain, and Italy who have contacted me that they've listened to the podcast oh, and stuff. So that's kind of amazing. Yeah. I don't even know how they found it. I don't remember telling them yeah. about Redeemer Radio, but somehow they found out, I guess, through social media sure, or whatever. Sure. Well, one of the things I think that we share is this passion for your motto, which is also the title of the show, Truth and Charity. And I know I did a study a long time ago at St. John the Baptist here in Fort Wayne on the encyclical Caritas and Veritate. The other way around, right? charity yeah. and truth, charity in truth. Yeah. So I thought maybe we can share a little bit about that. I know early on we talked about your motto and, and why that was important, but maybe a little bit of a refresher. And when we use the word charity, is that synonymous with love? Yes. Okay. Well, when a priest is named a bishop, appointed bishop, he doesn't have a whole lot of time to come <laughs> up with a motto. Okay. You know, in 2004, when I received the call in October that I had been, that John Paul, Pope John Paul had appointed me a bishop. Okay. I heard about, I learned it in October, but then I was g- going to be ordained a bishop on December 9th. So I had less than two months and we have to figure out a coat of arms. I had no idea how to make a coat of arms. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that, and and uh, I had to wrap things up at Mount St. Mary's and move everything to Harrisburg and plan the ordination liturgy and even try to just deal inside with what was happening. My life was taking a radical change. Uh-huh. And um, so anyhow, when I was thinking about, okay, what motto should I have? You know, I wanted something from Scripture. That's that's normal that you take a little passage from Scripture. I was thinking, now keep in mind, I was just rector of a seminary for mm-hmm. a number of years. And I started thinking that one of the main things that I was trying to impress upon the seminarians as priests was that they needed to be faithful to the teachings of the church, mm-hmm. the truths of our faith, and they needed to be men of love, of pastoral charity. You can't have one without the other. You had to have truth and charity. Truth without charity can be cold. It's really not the full truth because mm-hmm. part of the truth of, of, the, of the faith is that God is love and the greatest commandment to love God and to love our neighbor. Charity without truth is is also where's the root of it? Why? Right. Why charity? You know? So it really comes from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, where he says, Let us profess and live the truth in charity. Hmm. So, you know, realizing that's right there in scripture, I said, Oh, that'll be my motto. Truth in charity. The reason it's in the uh, it's veritatem rather than veritas. Veritas is the nominative case. Veritatem is accusative case. Is because it's right out of Paul, and and there it's the direct object of the sentence. Veritatem. So preach the truth. Veritatem rather than veritas. In caritate. Caritate is the ablative case. So if you were wondering why I'm using the uh, ablative case there, you you know now uh, in Latin because of your knowledge of Latin, Kyle. So Well, not only right do I not know the Paul. Latin, but I don't even know the cases that you're talking about. <laughs> I don't understand the grammar levels going over my uh, head. You, you didn't That's have it drilled though. into you by the nuns in grade school. I, I Well, maybe like I was I daydreaming. Did. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, that, yeah, I only had a, a couple nuns. I didn't have as many as maybe a generation before. So that whole part of the love and the truth, right? This, this kind of balance, if you will, or combination maybe is a, is a better way of saying it. One of the things I think that we get accused of when we talk about that is that we're giving up on the truth when we're focusing on the love. And I feel like a lot of times we have done a great job with apologetics and defending the faith and sharing the truths of the church and maybe not a great job of loving our neighbor. And I have a friend, Annie Hickman, who talks about like that we're we're called to love our neighbor. Yes, this generic, like everybody kind of thing. But also, what about your neighbor neighbor, Bob? You know, like, are we actually loving our neighbor? And I think whenever he said that, it really struck me as like, oh, man, I, I don't know that I'm really doing a great job of actually loving my literal neighbor, you know? And so kind of going back to those, like you said, the greatest commandment to love God and then to love your neighbor. So how do you think we could do a better job of loving our neighbor and uh, not at the sacrifice of the truth, but right. in in well, relation to. I I love what you just said um, because, you know, truth without charity, we can lose our souls. Hmm. I mean, the Pharisees and the scribes, they, they had the truth. Well, a good bit of the truth, the mm -hmm. truths of the Old Testament, but they lacked charity. So truth without charity I mean, that's, it's just not being authentic Christian. So how do we live charity? And the Eucharist, it's the same thing. To receive the Eucharist, which is the sacrament of charity, the sacrament of love, and then not to live it is a contradiction. It's being inconsistent. Now, we're not talking, we're not saying that we're, we all love as much as we should. No, we're all sinners. But it should be our top priority, mm -hmm. you know? beginning with those we're closest to, loving one's spouse, loving one's children. But then, you know, we take the whole gospel of Jesus, how often he taught about love and also showed it by the way he lived all the way through to giving his whole life as a gift of love for us and for our salvation. It is at the core of our faith. We believe, as St. John wrote, that God is love. So we need to look for and examine our consciences according to this great commandment, first and foremost, and look for opportunities to live the gospel, to mm -hmm. live the Eucharist, to live lives of love and charity. Of course, as I said, it begins in the home, mm -hmm. or as you just mentioned, the person next door who might be difficult. And it also extends to our enemies. That's probably the most difficult part sure. about the Christian life. When Jesus challenges us to love our enemies and to pray for our persecutors, to do good to those who hate us. But we should have, as the church teaches, a special love also for the sick, for the suffering, for those who are hurting, for those who are afflicted. It should touch our hearts. I mean, just last month we had the you know, the earthquake in Haiti, and, and we had the situation in Afghanistan, and and then the hurricane in Louisiana. I mean, even though, though all these places are distant from us, these are our brothers and sisters. So, and, and so many of our Catholic people, I'm so grateful because 
they recognize this and they're very generous. For example, when we have special collections for those who are victims of natural disasters or of war or conflict, mm -hmm. but we can be tempted. And sometimes this gets into the political realm. We are so tempted to be selfish, to think first of ourselves, to think first of our own comfort, our own pleasure, and to ignore the needs of others. There's no joy in that, by the way, you know, hmm. there's joy in giving, you know, that's where we find our, our greatest joy. But we have to really guard against things like greed, things like um, selfishness, or, you know, even in our language. I mean, I think with social media and so much, there's so much hateful speech, you know, even Okay, there's disagreements, that'll always happen, but there's so much anger and, and I, I think the capital sin of wrath, there's a lot of slander going mm -hmm. on or detraction, pulling people down. So love in action, but also in speech. I could go on and on about this, but I think it, we need to preach more about it because again, truth without charity can lose salvation. Yeah. Well, and I know that's, what we're really trying to focus on too is is doing both and and to to let listeners know that they're loved that you know loved by us sure but more importantly that they're loved by God because we're imperfect in our love for them but that people know that they're loved that they belong in the church that they belong as a part of the body of Christ and that we need them as as part of the body of Christ and no matter where they are right now in their faith journey like let's let's walk that journey together and so some of that is sharing the love with them. It's kind of a, I know when I was doing youth ministry, we talked about earning the right to be heard. Mm -hmm. And uh, people will throw right around phrases like, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm -hmm. And this idea like, yeah, we can share the truth and stuff, but if, if people don't, if, if it comes across as being judgmental and rude or us versus them, it's a debate, it's an argument to win versus a person that I love and want to share the truth with them. It's, it's a way that we present that information that mm -hmm. we really want to focus on. And so if that's something you want to support, this is our fundraiser, Fall Shareathon, And you can call 260-436-9598. We've got volunteers ready to take your phone call. You could text them as well. Just text the word GIVE to 260-436-9598. You can donate at RedeemerRadio.com. Click Give Now. And uh, we talked about the t-shirt that says Made for Greatness uh, with a $120 gift. You can get a, a free shirt. And that quote is, is something that I've always really liked. I, I guess we don't know for sure that Pope Benedict said that. It's, it's often quoted to him. Uh, I think but, he did. I mean, that sounds familiar, like at one of the World Youth Days, he yeah. might have said that. So it sounds it's, very familiar to me. The world promises you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You're made for greatness. And you talked about that. We this this sin of greed that we want to be comfortable and we want uh, what we want. Right. What's what's wrong with being comfortable? Well, I mean, by comfortable, if it means that we don't make sacrifices, that's not good. I mean, part of love is sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So. And especially if we're amassing comforts, like that we're always pursuing, like comfort and no, I mean, we should be pursuing love. We should be pursuing truth. And so, yeah, enjoyment, there's nothing wrong with enjoment, Okay, but we should be 
concerned and reach out and sacrifice for those who don't have comfort, for those who don't have food, for those who don't have adequate shelter, for those who don't have health care, mm-hmm. for those who are without love. You know, I mean, Mother Teresa is such a beautiful example for us. Now, the missionaries of charity lived in poverty themselves because they found that being unattached from material things, they could be with the poor and live with the poor. I mean, imagine they would never have done the good they've done, Mother Teresa, that if they had been living in luxury and then going out to serve the poor. I mean, some are called to actually, you know, live lives of poverty like the poor that we serve. Everyone doesn't have to do that, but but we all are called to be detached Mm -hmm. from our material things, to be detached interiorly from them and not to amass luxuries, you know. That's not really the gospel. I want to mention one other thing mm-hmm. I don't want to forget is, is um, to avoid self-righteousness, too, because the truth is important, but it's also but it's actually essential. I mean, we believe in the truth, uh, truths of our faith, the truths revealed to us by God. That's part of being Christian, but we shouldn't be self-righteous about it. Mm. That's kind of self-righteousness, like, okay, I have the truth. No, I mean, first of all, we're all seekers, um, and we believe in the truths of our faith, but that doesn't make us better than others. We need to have humility, Hmm. and that's also central to the Christian life. So when we hear the term, the fullness of truth, what is that referring to? Yeah. It's referring to that the fullness of the truth that's been revealed by God is found in the Catholic Church. And I believe that Mm -hmm. uh, totally. The truths revealed to us by God, for example, the truth of the Trinity or the truth about the Eucharist or the truth about the dignity of human life, all these truths, the truths about the divinity of Jesus, his life-giving, saving death and resurrection, and the, the seven sacraments, uh, all the truths of our faith and all these revealed by God that we, are, we believe in the deposit of faith. But you know what? That's also a grace of God. Mm-hmm. Faith is a gift, supernatural gift infused in, in us. And so therefore, it's not something that we should be proud of, but grateful for you know, grateful to be Catholic, yeah. grateful to our parents for having us baptized, grateful for the gift of faith, not sinfully proud about it. Yeah. All right. Well, just a reminder, you can call or text the word give to 260-436-9598. Volunteers are ready to take your phone call. You can donate at RedeemerRadio.com. Click Give Now. Again, $120 or $10 a month would get you a T-shirt or $500 would sponsor an episode of Truth and Charity. And coming up, I'd like to talk about the concept of watering down the faith and maybe what St. Paul has to say about that as well. So stick around, make a donation, support Catholic Radio. This is the Fall share on Redeemer Radio. speaks to people's hearts through Redeemer Radio with what they need, when they need it. We hear of young adults who have doubted their faith, but are reassured by what they hear. 
New Catholics who have journeyed to the faith often cite Redeemer Radio as a key influence. Lives will be transformed thanks to your generous donation. Redeemer Radio's share not only raises funds to help us execute our mission, but it's also a way to hear from local parishes, apostolates, schools, and school children, including this student, who shared how she loves to sing to Jesus. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need you. My one defense, my righteousness. Oh, Lord, how I need you. Yes! Let the Holy Spirit work through your generosity. Give securely online by going to RedeemerRadio.com and click Give Now or call 260-436-9598. This is Mary Jo Parrish, host of the Building Through Him podcast and founder of Kingdom Builders. On Building Through Him, we hope to affirm every woman in their role as beloved daughters of the King reminding them to recognize, love, and honor their unique beauty and design. Your support helps make that possible. Thank you for listening to and supporting Redeemer Radio. Become a day sponsor in honor of birthday, anniversary, feast day, or other special occasion with an on-air message. With a $400 donation, your personalized message will air six times on the day of your choosing. For a $700 donation, it will air 12 times. And for $1,000, it will air 18 times. Plus, your donation supports the mission of Redeemer Radio. Become a day sponsor now. It's easy to become a Redeemer Radio supporter. Volunteers are standing by and lines are open for you. Call or text GIVE to 260-436-9598. Your investment helps listeners on every part of their faith journey. Call or text GIVE to the Holy Cross College text line at 260-436-9598 or donate online at RedeemerRadio.com. This is Redeemer Radio's share Thank you for tuning in to your listener-supported local Catholic radio station. Welcome back to Fall share and a special episode of Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes. I'm Kyle Hyman, hosting today, and we've been talking about your motto, Truth and Charity. We've been talking about Redeemer Radio's mission to evangelize and share the love of God, as well as the truth, uh, through media, through radio, podcasts, and this is streaming on Facebook and YouTube if people want to watch it there or share it after the fact. Just trying to reach as many people as we can and, and share the love of God with them and the truth. And sometimes I think when we talk about focusing on love or leading with love, that we would get accused of watering down the faith. And we hear this sometimes uh, re- referring to anything from a show or a priest's homily or uh, you know anybody trying to share the church's teaching on something. If it's not super heady and theological, it might be considered watering down the truth. And I'm, I've always been against that. And, but the more I think about it, the more I wonder, 
what we mean whenever we say watering down the truth, because if it's opposing the truth, then of course that is wrong. We can never say something contrary to the truth. But if we're trying to present the truth in a more palatable way, that's gonna draw somebody in without contradicting the truth, then could watering down the truth uh, be interpreted in a positive way? I don't think so. I, I, I th I, by watering down the truth, I, I don't think we should ever water down the truth. But it's a question, I think, more of the person that you're sharing with or the okay. person that you're teaching and what they are able to understand. In other words, right. um, so I might be presenting the truth, but in a more simple way, depending on the intellectual ability of the hearer. Yeah. So that's what I kind of think uh, about that we need to accompany people where they're at. Pope, ben Pope Francis is very strong on that. But we have to present the totality of the truth. Now, let's say in RCIA, let's say a parish has a, an RCIA program of one year. You cannot go deeply into all the truths of the Catholic faith in one year. It's just not possible. Mm -hmm. Or there's that famous passage in St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians mm -hmm. where he didn't water down the faith when he taught the Corinthians, but he had to do it more simply. So we read this passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 to 3. Brothers, I could not talk to you as spiritual people. But as fleshly people, as infants in Christ, I fed you milk, not solid food, because you were unable to take it. Indeed, you are still not able, even now, for you are still of the flesh. While there is jealousy and rivalry among you, you are not of the flesh and behaving in an ordinary human way. So when St. Paul was... was physically there with the Corinthians. He fed them with the word of God. He mm -hmm. taught them the faith. He taught them about Jesus and his death and his resurrection. But they were like infants. I mean, they were in a pagan culture. So it was kind of like the RCIA. I mean, he took them where they were at. He fed them like infants because they were, they were so early in the faith. Right. They were just learning. So he gave them milk. Mm -hmm. So they weren't yet ready for solid food. But as time went on, then they would learn more and get more solid food. And I think that's for any convert. So he began with the rudimentary teachings of the faith, the truths of our faith. But the problem was he's writing this letter. This is like three to five years later after he had brought them the gospel and they hadn't matured very much. Okay. So, so here, because of their jealousy, their rivalry, things like that. And he mentions here in this passage that I just just read, he said, you're still not able. Mm -hmm. You know, so he was kind of getting frustrated, you know, because they hadn't grown. They hadn't matured. And that can happen too. That's why, let's say a person, when they, they finish RCIA, or actually for any of us, we have to continue to grow yeah. in our knowledge of the truth and, and get some solid food, mm -hmm. okay? And not just live on the milk, but I don't think I would I wouldn't call that watering down the faith at the beginning. I would say it's more the rudimentaries of the faith we begin with and then we build on that. Okay. Do you see the, dis yeah. the distinction? I, I was kind of imagining like some medicine that's a little strong and, and a kid doesn't want to take the medicine and you get a spoonful okay. of sugar may make the medicine go down, but maybe you mix it with some water, they're still getting the same amount of medicine. 
is just kind of dispersing it over right. time a little bit more. Right. So you're not changing the effect of the medicine, the truth of what that medicine is. So I guess it kind of comes down to interpretation of the Yeah. The well, phrase. let me give you an example that might be helpful. When I was a young priest, I was first ordained. I had to teach RCIA. And it was a big class. It was over 30 people becoming Catholic. And, you know, you start teaching the rudimentaries of the faith. I got to the part on the Sixth Commandment and the Church's teaching on sexuality. So, again, mm-hmm. it's just RCIA. But some important issues came up, and they should come up in RCIA, like the Church's teachings on contraception. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was a tough issue. And there was one woman in the class who really struggled with the teaching. So I had given her the milk, but I needed to give her more solid food. And, you know, to really try to convince her of the, of the truth of the church's teaching on this. And it, it required conversion mm-hmm. on, on her part, but it took a lot of, I, I had individual meetings with her. I needed to spend more time. And in the end, it was really beautiful. She came to believe in the church's teaching on this. She was struggling, and I couldn't just teach this superficially. Right. I had to give her a lot of resources and a lot of deeper material in in her particular circumstance. So that might be an example that relates to what we're talking about. And it was because you cared about her, and she, I'm sure, could tell that. You know, you weren't just, here's the teaching of the day, figure it out, or, you know, watch this video or whatever, read right. this book. Like, you took the time and cared about her enough to share the truth with her in a way that she was able to understand it and receive it. And and I imagine, you know, with the steps that it, it would took over time, yeah. that it's not just, this is what the church teaches, you have to believe it. But yeah. when people have questions, there's follow-up questions to that, why, yeah. you know? Yeah. Or in an understanding of why this is difficult for people. Like, I, I understand that it's, it's hard for you to accept these teachings or, you know, especially yeah. if... Yeah, when we're talking about same-sex attraction or things like that, I under, I I get it. This is a difficult situation, but this is and we must never one. reject people because they're struggling with our teachings. Mm. You know, I I say this with our young people. A lot of our teenagers and young adults will struggle with the church's teaching about marriage and against same-sex marriage, or even against the church's teachings on homosexuality in general or mm-hmm. about gender. We should not reject them or, or, or say, oh, I don't want to hear your questions. You either believe it or you don't. You right. know? No, that's the wrong approach. If we love, like you're saying, I agree with you totally, Kyle. If you love the person, then we have to be patient. Hmm. Patient in teaching. Accompanying the person where they're at. Let them speak their doubts. Let them ask their questions. Be attentive and then work at answering the questions and sharing why the church teaches what it teaches. But we should not reject people because they struggle right. with certain teachings, truths of the faith. Yeah. I think one of the ways that is effective is for people to share their own journeys, their own stories, and and how they struggled with it, but then how they, they came to understand the truth. And so that's another thing that we've been trying to foster is people sharing their stories, their their conversion stories. Like we're all constantly converting, like you said, you know, to be able to share those stories and to be able to, to share how God has loved us and worked through us. So if you want to support that, you can call 260-436-9598. You could text the word GIVE to that same number, 260 
436-9598. You can go to the Redeemer Radio website, redeemerradio.com, click on Give Now, and we mentioned, and maybe just kind of in closing a little bit, getting back to that T-shirt, because I'm, I'm kind of excited about this one. Made for Greatness, I think, is a reminder for all of us that, you know, again, we're not made for comfort, we're made for greatness. So let's not try to pamper ourselves too much and, and, and think about how can I make my life more comfortable, but how can I serve God better? And it makes me think of uh, when Jesus says to them, if you want to be great, then serve. The greatest among you is the servant of all. Like, that's how we become great is by serving. And that's not always comfortable, you know, that, that by doing God's will, he doesn't promise us comfort. He doesn't pro- right. promise us an easy life, but he, he says it'll be worth it. Yeah. But also a kind of a spin on that made for greatness. I think the gospel deserves that greatness and that a lot of times we in ministry or in our lives and our families, we can get in a routine and it becomes comfortable and it becomes more difficult to take a risk to, to do something that we're not already doing, to, to try something new. And that's something that we've been doing a Redeemer Radio, I think since the beginning, but and especially recently, just trying to see how can we reach out to those that are struggling in their faith more? And, and is everything also going to be perfect for the faithful Catholic that is going to daily mass? Maybe not. Maybe they are ready for something meatier, you know, but uh, there's plenty of that out there. Yeah. How can we be a vehicle to those that are that are struggling, that are maybe about to leave the church, maybe that have left the church, maybe that are thinking about joining the church, how can we reach out to them, help them to, to feel loved, to know that they're loved, and to then be able to share the truth with them? Exactly. So. I, that was the way of the saints. That's how they, you know, when you think about our saints, they were, they were all men and women of charity, or mm-hmm. they wouldn't be saints. They were men and women who loved. They were men and women of the truth, yeah. and they lived the truth in charity. And they had difficult lives oh yeah many times they and, suffered and made... many many suffered and uh some were even even died for the faith as yeah. we know as martyrs so um yeah thank you kyle and by the way i'm sending in 120 dollars for a shirt okay yeah um i'm hoping i'll fit into the large but i might need an extra large <laughs> What would be the size? <laughs> but make sure you get me the right size, okay? Okay. Well, How do I get my shirt? Do I just send the money and I get it automatically? I, I will personally deliver it to you. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Thank I, you. I, mean, I can't promise that for everybody. We'll bring a large and an extra large and I can see which fits. I mean, I'm working Sounds towards great. a large, but I'm kind of, <laughs> you know, trying to not be an extra large. But anyhow, I need more exercise. All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you, Bishop. Also, we want to thank Nick Harris, who served as this hour's pledge captain, has helped acquire some of the pledges for this hour. All of those that have donated over the course of Sherathon, and especially those that donated during this hour, we appreciate you. And Bishop, would you mind maybe saying a little closing prayer for all sure. of those that are listening and supporting Redeemer Radio? Sure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Lord God, our Father, we thank you for the gift of our faith. We thank you for all of your blessings, the gifts of the sacraments, the gift of your love, the gift of our salvation in your son, Jesus. We ask you to bless us, to deepen our faith, to increase our faith, hope, and charity. We bless all those who work and serve at Redeemer Radio. We thank you for their commitment and their self-giving and dedication to you. 
and to your church. We thank all the benefactors without whose generosity we would not have Redeemer Radio. And Lord, touch with your grace all those who listen to Redeemer Radio. Draw them closer to you and draw them into your holy church. And may Almighty God bless all of you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bishop. You're welcome. Take care. And thank you to all those that are supporting Redeemer Radio. This is our fall share You're listening to Redeemer Radio.